0: This week on Hot Girl Torah, Emily and I will discuss the upcoming holiday of Purim, drinking, and alcohol in Judaism. Listen in and enjoy.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. The Hot Girl Torah. Um, it's lovely to be back. We have taken quite the hiatus
0: like a baby hiatus
1: yeah just a little break we were kind of busy um producing our previous episode it took a lot of energy out of us um just everything went into that episode just yeah, all the work like, like three months of
0: effort basically
1: absolutely yeah the um, three months we've been uploading we've been working on that singular episode
0: no hundred yeah. percent ab-
1: yes absolutely
0: um but thanks for waiting. We're excited to be back on track and back I think doing content every week, yeah. Yeah, regularly scheduled. Um we have so much in store and I can't wait to share with everybody. We started working on a website, we started working on swag for everybody to rep the hawk to our brand. Yeah. And yeah, we're excited to uh
1: share it with you all. Yeah. Um so let's talk about what our topic for this week is. Yeah. So okay. what what holiday is coming up soon, EK? Um on Monday, March 6th, um forum begins. What's forum? Yeah, hey, um, Purim is a holiday where we celebrate the bravery of Queen Esther, who, um, found out about this conspiracy that this mean guy Haman was planning against all the Jews in her kingdom. So she told her husband, the king, and, um, it was super brave of her. And then she saved all the Jews. Um, that was,
0: that was like a, um, spark notes summary of quorum i really liked
1: it thank you it's also um also her uncle mordechai was involved somehow i think he found out about the conspiracy and then told her and then she was the one who told the king
0: okay well the the idea that mordechai was a very helpful uncle in this story is there and that's important um, Mordecai was like the the guidance for Queen Esther that she and the, the courage that she needed to stop, to Absolutely. tell the king to stop
1: Haman. Absolutely. Exactly.
0: It's like the, probably the silliest holiday
1: of Judaism. Yeah. I mean, it's I think the first thing that is silly about it is that it's not even in the Torah. Like this is from a book that is not the Torah. It's from the Megillah. So, like, this isn't even in there. <laughs> we just kind of do it. I When I was reading
0: about Purim, or, like, in my studies about Purim, um, some of the texts were saying that Purim is, like, the recognition of, like, the first large, like, anti-Semitic incident, which, like, that can't be true, but I think it's
1: interesting to, like, use Purim as, like, that. Yeah, Um. I've never thought about it that way, but now that you say that, like that makes sense. Him like planned a conspiracy to convince the king to kill all the Jews in the Persian Empire. Like, yeah, that has happened to us before.
0: <laughs> right, 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 right. And it's like, uh, but it's it's just interesting. Like, it's interesting that that's how we set like we celebrate it in such a silly way. Like, Purim um, is often referred to as the jewish halloween Mm, and you're supposed mm -hmm. to like get dressed up in silly outfits or like dress up as someone else Mm -hmm. um and like drink a lot which is also like encouraged in like palmudic writings and stuff which is interesting that during Purim you're supposed to like go crazy celebrate like and be silly and be whimsical thinking about like a terrible event that happened. Yeah. Are you doing anything for forum?
1: I great question. I'll be celebrating forum early tonight yes. um, And even though it's on Monday, but like I have class, so I don't oh, know fair do enough on actual forum, maybe I'll go to chabad Tuesday night though to celebrate. Oh. Um, They always do something really fun. Um, But yeah, I'll be celebrating tonight and throughout the weekend. Um, How are you? Um,
0: I got invited to a Purim party this weekend, so I'm going to go to that and celebrate. What we used to do at school, um, one of the years we did like an all-female Megillah reading and we had like a bunch of people go and like they took turns like reading the entire mcgillen it was so fun Um, and then of course like when i was like little little we used to do like the forum spiel at home
1: oh of course love a porn spiel (laughs) do you remember any like iconic porn costumes from your childhood
0: um, well, I always, like, had to be Vashti, like, I, like, had to be different, it's, like, all the girls would be Esther, but of course I was, like, oh, I have to be Vashti, so not, like, there was any difference in their outfits, it was just a princess costume. Um, okay, love, still. But the best was when, like, they, there was, like, always, like, the one kid in your class who would, like, dress up as, like, a human fashion.
1: Yes. Oh, speaking of, next question. What's your favorite hamantaschen filling? I feel like I have to be basic and just say, like, chocolate. Okay. What about you? Yeah, mine is poppy seed. Oh. But I do, chocolate is a close second. I love, love chocolate. Uh, Well, I saw
0: on, maybe it was Instagram today, I saw a hamantaschen made out of a pizza. Like, it was, like, a pizza folded in. To like, like make a, a yeah, but it's like, does that count as a homintation?
1: Like, what are the, what are the qualifications of homintation? I think they just have to be triangles. Okay, here you you can fact check me because this is what I know is the story. Okay, okay. The, men, the conspiracy guy wore a hat in the shape of a triangle all the time. So we make things like homintation in the shape of a triangle, and then we eat them, and it represents us eating him like in our victory over him. Wow. That That's-
0: is I love the um the cannibalism of that. Thank you so much. Sometime in the eighteenth or nineteenth century in Germany and Eastern Europe, a triangular pastry pocket filled with poppy seeds, often called a toschen moan meaning poppy seed and tosh meaning pocket, came into the scene. The word then became a pun. Ozne Haman plus Mon created Haman Tashin. Oh. The name caught on in part thanks to the one and only Ben Yehuda, who oh, was the thing. the father of modern Hebrew.
1: Yes, he is king.
0: Created the name. That is fascinating. Um but it, I think, like your yours is better that we're like eating Haman, and I think that's funnier. So we're gonna go with that one. Yeah, I like mine better too. So thank and you. And it's for like it's like an age-old Hebrew pun. So I really can't be mad
1: that we created the dessert out of a pun. So I'm I'm real. thrilled with it. I mean, I think that's a great transition into my piece that I brought for this Love. week, um, which. I think this entire episode will be about this piece of Talmud, but it's the piece that says that, um, it, okay, it's from the Babylonian Talmud, Megillah 7b. It says, Rava said, it is one's duty levasume, to make oneself fragrant with wine on Purim until one cannot tell the difference between Arur Haman, cursed be Haman, and Baruch Mordechai, blessed be Mordechai. That's the end of the verse. Summary slash spark notes. The rabbi said, It is your duty on Forum to make yourself fragrant with wine, assuming that means like making yourself smell like wine, interpreted as making your breath smell like wine, stuff like that. Basically, be drunk until you can't tell the difference between. The, this, the words like cursed be Haman and blessed be Mordecai. Basically until you can't like tell your left from your right.
0: Yeah. Or like tell good from evil, which is like what those two characters display. Exactly. exactly. So it's like kind of crazy that like the Talmud is instructing us to get like obliterated drunk.
1: Yeah. Thoughts? I, I mean, so that was my my thoughts exactly were like, this is so fascinating. Like, no wonder I never heard this growing up. Um, But as I'm like continuing to read, as I did my research for this, there's a lot of commentary on this. Um, So there's another um, piece of Talmud, same Megillah, um, that tells a story of like once, according to this commandment, these two rabbis got super drunk for forum. And one of them like literally murdered the other. Um, And the next day, the guy who murdered the other one, um, like just prayed and like, he brought him back to life somehow. And then like that, that's what happened. And then a year later, They were together again on Purim and the murderer rabbi was like, do you want to celebrate Purim with me again? And the rabbi who was murdered said, one cannot count on a miracle every time. Like, Uh, fair enough. Yeah, like if I was murdered on Purim, I would say that too. i would be like, thank God I got alive again when you prayed for me. But like, who's to say you won't murder me again? Yeah, because I mean,
0: that's like drinking and
1: like, I was doing a ton of
0: reading on this too and it's so fascinating because it's like Interesting. so basically there are other parts so there's another part of the Talmud so Sanhedrin 38a says enters wine exits secrets so it's basically saying like and it's described in this text as enigmatic because it's sort of like what does that even mean like enter wine exit secrets and it's like it's sort of like the like modern day saying of like, drunk words are sober thoughts. Uh, yes, exactly <laughs> like, what I
1: was thinking.
0: It's like the biblical version of of that, which is hilarious. Wait, um, that but,
1: is so funny. You said San 138a.
0: Like, yes, yeah, San 138a is where that comes from. I love that. Um, and basically, like what drinking, like according to the Talmud does to people is that it brings through like the person's most inner thoughts and like the most guarded thoughts and like enables the drinker to like act in their true self and like their whatever so like obviously the murderer rabbi like he secretly wanted to kill that other rabbi the whole time and like when he became sober he was like oh oh shit like i i shouldn't have done that and he prayed and like thank god he was like able to to reinstate the like like the, the other rabbi but yeah in the story of poram like the jews are supposed to like be taught that like god always has their back so basically like something really terrible was going to happen like all the things went into place so that mordecai was able to like have the job at the temple and like work for the king and he overhear like the plotters and then you know tell queen esther and and give queen esther the courage and then queen esther had the courage to like tell the king and the king had the kindness and there was like a bunch of little things that needed to happen so that like haman would be put to death and like the jews could live um and the reason or one of the reasons that's given that like folks are supposed to like get so drunk on porum is to like let down all of their inhibition inhibitions and like Joel their senses because like God is taking care of them, which like is a fascinating view on like drinking in general because it's like I don't know like how great of a message that is to be like oh like yeah drink because like God is taking care of us. The fact that like we're instructed to drink until we don't have the difference between good and evil is like a little off-putting when like that's the reason for it especially you know depending on like what your view is on like god's role in like your daily life
1: totally it's like such a rock and a hard place like and it's also such a like interpretation type of piece because who knows maybe back in back in the day when this was discussed and then transcribed in the Talmud maybe that like was the way that they wanted to celebrate Purim and like that was socially acceptable and like for them it meant like they were just super drunk around a table and no one murdered anyone really like it was a story yeah type of thing um but I think it's like what we always talk about which is like bringing the lesson into our lives these days right Um, so
0: it's like what is the lesson in like that interpretation of like letting down your inhibition and like letting god take care of you isn't really about drinking at all
1: i mean i that's the question of the question of the episode um well let me tell you about one answer i found this is what maimonides says about it yeah He replaces the, like, drink until you can't tell the difference between Haman and Mordecai thing Mm -hmm. um, in the Laws of Megillah 2.15. And he says, how does one fulfill the obligation of Purim? One should eat meat and prepare as nice a meal as one can afford and drink wine until one becomes drunk and falls asleep from drunkenness. So he changes the, like, till you're so drunk, you can't tell the difference between two people to until you fall asleep. Which is like, what did he mean by that? What does that mean? Why, why sleep? Why sleep? Why sleep? Um, obviously, the public health argument is that sleep is preferable to murdering okay. someone. <laughs>
0: um, I another interpretation of like the drink on poor, um message that I found really interesting was um that the obligation is not to is is not about like drinking more than usual but it's about like moderation um and basically like in life you like have to like every like everything is has to be done in moderation or else it becomes you know unhealthy i think that you can make the argument that like that's with anything. Um, and that porum like gives us the chance to like let go of those inhibitions and like practice moderation in moderation. Like basically we are encouraged one time of year to like go drunk, like go crazy, go on a bender, like to practice moderation with all things including moderation like itself if you're going to drink in moderation that also means like one time you can have this but it's still also like the question of like safety is still there absolutely um but i think if it's like done safely and like done in like a secure environment and you know all things being said it i think it's an interesting take on like letting go of inhibition and like allowing like you know god to take care of us or like you know the world to run its course and also like to allow ourselves to like have a day to be silly and like let loose
1: absolutely i like that it's like a it's a nice um middle ground
0: yeah so like in the way that porum is like the extreme of drinking it's also like the the middle the middle ground just like you said i feel like
1: yeah, and that also takes into account the like it's up to your own interpretation, type of thing. Like, drink for a purpose that serves you well,
0: right? Serves you,
1: yeah. Serves with, you well with like a, uh, yeah, like with good intentions and like with the intention to celebrate, or with the intention right and to like do whatever, like
0: right 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 and it's not i think like just like the story it's like if you are a bad person in general like this one day like you are still going to be that person it's it's just a day where you can like take a a breath and pause and be silly and whatever but like without like self-reflection or like self-moderation like you still will be a bad person or like you still will make that bad decision at the end of the day absolutely um something else that i read was that like is not about drinking it's about being drunk with happiness and like drunk with like content so much so that you don't know the difference between good and evil it's like you are so in the moment and you're so happy and so celebratory that it's like things could go either way and you're content with it
1: that's exactly what i found for my piece on like our second topic of like drinking responsibly um um which I love that interpretation. Like, I think that's an awesome way to look at it. This one piece that I found online
0: says, the Jew who rejoices on Purim no longer requires the mind to tell him the difference between cursed be Haman and blessed be Mordechai. Like, they mm-hmm. are above it all, like, rejo- rejoicing in, like, the divine truth and, like, the way that things will be, that, like, it doesn't matter at the end of the day um, because, like, you are just so, like, In the moment you're like living your own most truest self. Um, that like who you are and like your own true self is really at the end of the day the only thing that matters where it's like it's really not what the metaphor might be alcohol, but like really it's like self-contentment. Absolutely. So alcohol in general in Judaism is like very like revered. Like we have like prayers specifically thanking God for alcohol and wine specifically psalms 104 15 refers to wine as a substance that gladdens the human heart like fair enough i can <laughs> support that um and but it also like contradicts itself whereas like drinking is encouraged and like wine is thankful for but like getting drunk and drunk in its, itself is like an evil um and that like you're not even allowed to like perform like religious legal or political functions like this is in um like jewish literature that you like you cannot even do those things and even you can't even pray when you're drunk um so it's like even though we you like even in like in passover we have to drink four glasses of wine yet you can't pray or participate in like Jewish activity until you're sober so it's like it's a little like contradictory Mm -hmm. wine both can wine or like alcohol in general can both like help to like reveal something about yourself but it can also cause destruction so I think like Mm -hmm. it's pretty clear that you know Judaism encourages you to like drink and enjoy yourself just so as much so that it doesn't inhibit your ability to like be like a quality person or like a quality jew um Mm -hmm. as well as like you know cause issues which i think is like a fair enough um like teaching another like talmudic opinion that I was reading about, about Adam and Eve that like the tree of knowledge was actually like a grapevine. And like, it was actually like fruit of the vine, like mm. the wine itself that tripped up Adam and Eve, which like is it, interesting. Cause it's like, Oh, you're like blaming it on alcohol for like the bad decision, um, which like ultimately like <laughs> caused like women to like have pain in childbirth um, because right. like, they like had wine from the tree of knowledge um, but that was like another interpretation or I guess just like a way that you know the the like rabbi who like wrote that tractate of Talmud like was like oh like here's another way that like wine can like cause mistakes or you know and that whole story is saying that like this was this revealed like the truth of character in both like Adam and Eve and that like wine can reveal your 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 truth um I thought that was was
1: an interesting interpretation of that story. Absolutely. Um I mean I guess it makes sense like they were in that garden for a long time the fruit's got to be fermented like <laughs> I guess it'll happen maybe the snake was drunk too who knows. That's so funny. That is hilarious. That I mean
0: that makes sense but I don't yeah. know how
1: I don't know how um popular that interpretation might be but it is hilarious. Yeah. I love it. Thank you for listening to Hot Girl Torah. Find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts on Instagram at Hot Girl Torah and soon enough at our own website. Thank you.